With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's, it's been incredible. It, it really has. It's been a, the absolute special season. Um, even the, the hiccups along the way, not not even phased as a as a Bruins fan. You know, Boston sports fans, you know, we're used to thinking the worst all the time. But uh, it's, no, it's just been really, it's just been brilliant to watch. And no matter how far, per- personally anyway, no matter how far they take it into the postseason, I'm not going to be mad because... It's been such a fun season. Hello, everyone. What's brewing? I hate that so much. <laughs> it's the Brewers and Bruins podcast. Today, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards. And sponsored by DraftKings, I'm Drew, we got Cam, no Chris, but we're going from the Pacific time zone to another. From across the pond, it's Tommy Orton. Tommy, how are you doing? I'm very well, yeah. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, it's a um, pleasure, my man. That would have been quite the time zone jump between uh, yeah. Pacific time. And, uh, but Tommy, <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for staying up late with us. I know it's it's only 5 o'clock here, but it's, what, 10 p.m. over your way right now? So That's it, Not 9 o'clock. Nine. Your, your oh, right. We got the yeah. week overlap, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's telling Drew before, it's a, it's a good week because all the games start an hour earlier. Yeah. Well, Tommy, I, I feel like we've been connected on Twitter for like years, even way before the podcast even started. I feel like, I don't know if you've been connected with Cam or that long or anything, but I feel like for as long as I've been a part of Bruins Twitter, I've like followed you and seen your tweets occasionally. <laughs> I think so. so. Yeah, I think, and then uh, I checked checked the other day in the uh, 
the first time I tweeted the pod was, I think it was uh, man early 2020, so it must have been just after you started. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. the OG days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we'll get into beer first. Uh, yep. Cam, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it quick here. Uh, I'm drinking the same thing I had last time. Uh, Unified Press from Citizen Cider in Burlington, Vermont. Great stuff. I'm, I don't remember what I reviewed it last time, so I'm just going to rapid fire this and see how it compares afterwards. Shout out to Lancey. I'm sure he'll come in and figure it out for us. <laughs> Got to find the Drinkability. Average. 35. I mean, it's getting the St. Patty's Day bump. I don't think it was quite that high last time. <laughs> Tasteability. 36. I think that might be exactly what I hit it on last time. Maybe 36 and a no, half. No, you said cause... 35 because it was a shout to Allmark at one point. I think. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But um, no, it's good. It's, good. it's tasting, it's tasting <laughs> sweet again. I remember this is supposed to. It claims it's on the slightly drier side, on the uh, the sweet to dry scale. But I think it is. It's pretty sweet. But it's it's enjoyable. It's a nice sweet. It's a natural sweet. What you <laughs> got, Drew? Natural. You do have the um, same thing too, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm having the same thing. I got a Green State Lager uh, from Zero Gravity Brewing Company in Vermont. Um, it's a Vermont Pilsner beer. It's got the it's got the maple leaf though, which you know I guess you know Vermont enough. is more the home like Ontario. No, it's it's Vermont is the home of the leaf. <laughs> um, so yeah, drinkability. I'll go a full thirty-seven. I think it was a little lower the other night. Um, what we recorded last night, Cam? Did we? Or was I don't even remember. To be honest, with you. <laughs> maybe two days ago. <laughs> Either way, check out episode Cams and Lambs. Oh, geez, no, that was two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you that remember actually... that vividly? Now. now I do. Now I, I think I blocked it out initially. Just <laughs> yeah. It's been... No, that's going down in history. That one, I think. <laughs> um, like that. And then tasteability will go like a twenty. Or 22. Yeah, Sean Thornton, we were talking about before, is probably the closest there is to an Irish Bruin. Unless, Cam, and you're Googling, you found anything. No, nah, I didn't. I Googled uh, Irish Bruins, and the first thing that it was like a suggestion from Google that was, who is the toughest player on the Bruins? Which I think is pretty much the closest <laughs> thing. And it, to be fair, as Tommy's pointed out, it was Sean Thornton was the one that they pulled up. So I think just by default, he's got to be the most Irish Bruin. So uh, happy happy St. Patty's Day to, to Shawnee, wherever you are, buddy. Uh, Tommy, what you got? Uh, so I've got a off-the-axis brewery from uh, Liverpool. It's a beer called Hot Delight Fantastic. I've never heard of it, never heard of the brewery, even though it's only down the road. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh... I love when that happens. We suddenly yeah. stumble, like, oh, there's a brewery right here. Then uh, I've been drinking Guinness all afternoon, so it tastes a lot like <laughs> actual, <laughs> actual flavor. Yeah. So uh, probably I'd go uh, drinkability about probably about 33, and then taste is definitely 36. But if I was all day on it, then it'd probably be a little bit different. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Honestly, uh, Cam, I was surprised you didn't bring a, a Guinness. You're a Guinness guy. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really plan. I feel like St. Paddy's Day just sneaks up on me every year. And uh, I ran out to the store earlier to do a couple things, and I just forgot to grab more beer, which was a fatal, fatal issue ahead of, you know, recording a podcast about beer. But um you know, we'll keep it to one or two, and then we'll grab some more after we can stock up for a big St. Patty's Day night. So <laughs> that'd be good. Well, where from here? I guess first, Tommy, uh, I'm interested. How? What's your? You're wearing the Red Sox jersey now too. Like, what's the connection to Boston and, and Boston sports? And 
What's it also like uh, watching from afar, other than the time zone? Which yeah, it's also to, very difficult. It can be brutal. Yeah, yeah. I'd say this to jump in ahead of time uh, in case we haven't given it away or in case you can't tell from Tommy speaking. He is in the UK in Ormskirk. Is that a pro- correct pronunciation? Yeah, I've never is, heard yeah, of yeah. it, admittedly, but then I Googled it and I see you're just a little north of Liverpool. So that yeah, made it this... a lot easier to identify. So are you a football fan? And if so, are you are you red or blue? So I was uh, born and raised a uh, Liverpool fan. Oh, uh, my dad's my dad's from Liverpool, so uh, but I'm not gonna lie, I haven't followed the Premier League in a long time. <laughs> That's all right. I feel like just culturally being around Liverpool, you probably have to be associated with one of the clubs. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But uh, my dad's from uh, so I think yeah, my dad's from a place called Dovecot, which is just in Liverpool. And uh, I think the first game I went to was in '96, so I think I was about seven years old. Uh, and then just grew up a Liverpool fan uh, pretty much most of my life. And then the more I got into hockey and the more I got into baseball, I kind of just stepped away from it a little bit. I don't don't know why. I just not really that interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you, how'd you get into those? Because I, I know from like people I've talked to and followed, there, there is a hockey scene over there in, in the UK, yeah. in Ireland, uh, Quinnipiac, my old college plays every year in the Friendship Four and stuff. Like it's present. Yeah, it was, how, in, uh, do, it was do, in Belfast one year, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how do you get, how did you get into hockey in the first place? Uh, it's it's Probably a little bit daft, but uh, I'm a huge Dropkick Murphys fan. <laughs> and, uh, there we and, go. Yeah, the, the first time I heard him, I was, uh, I think I was 11 years old. Uh, and then, like, watching videos, I got the live DVD. And the singer had a, um, he had a, a T-shirt on that said Stocks Army. So then, like, using the internet, obviously, you couldn't stream. It was all dial-up internet. Um Found loads of uh, PJ stock fights <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on like LimeWire and Kazar and stuff, and then um, then the 2K games on the PlayStation and that uh, they came out over here, so started playing them. And then uh, yeah, then there was a channel that used to show two games a week, whatever ESPN was showing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, couldn't really watch them because I was about fifteen, <laughs> so I could, couldn't stay up winter school and stuff. So yeah, then. Uh, I started uh, watching baseball over the summer, then started playing baseball. Uh, I used to play for Liverpool. Uh, we got, well, we have four teams now, but at the time there was only two, uh, Liverpool Trojans. And uh, yeah, then started carrying on watching hockey. Uh, broadband obviously made that easier, streaming games and everything like that. And yeah, you just get sucked in. And then once you start going to live games, the live local games, that's it. Once once you get the ho- hockey yeah. bug, that, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a like seeing a game. Yeah, yeah, seeing a game live yeah. really makes it different. Like I've had, I've known people who've watched it on TV and stuff, and they're kind of into it, just a sports fan in general. And then once they go, it has definitely a bigger impact. Absolutely, and from there on, so much easier to get on. I lo- love taking people that have never had anything to do with hockey as well, because mm-hmm. they get into it even more than I do most of the time, which is pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to get into some Bruins stuff in a little bit, but I, I do want to talk about the the scene over there in England for a little bit. I have a friend who uh, is from England. She's currently living in the Netherlands right now, but she, back when she was in England, would send me some videos from some games that they would go to once in a while. So for some our American listeners, which I think is a good portion of our listeners, could you talk about the differences Brazil. between, yeah, and shout, with all respect to Brazil, 
but some of the differences between like what a game is like, you know, over there versus what you see here in the U.S. Uh, yeah. So even so, like, so you have the EIHL, which is like the the top level hockey, uh, but because of how difficult it is um, for ice rinks and things like that. So even though it's the same same league, um, some of the rinks are tiny, like, and then some of the some of the rinks are European size. You know, the huge ones that they play at the Olympics. Mm. Um, so things like that. And then there's a lot of uh, a lot of older um, North American players come over last few years before they retire, and um, a lot of young uh, British players as well, which is really good. Uh, yeah, so I've never been to an NHL game, so it's comparing the two, obviously, I've only ever watched the NHL on the telly. But uh, no, it's just it's just good fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a, there's a guy, I, I follow the Manchester Storm, which is weird for a, a guy from Liverpool to support a Manchester team. Yeah. Uh, there was We had a captain a few years ago called uh, Jay Rosehill. He uh, used to play for the Leafs. He used to play for the Flyers as well. Oh, wow. um, and then he came over, spent the last few years. He played for Glasgow and Manchester, and never actually got to see him play because he was always suspended every time <laughs> I went. <laughs> but if you remember Jay Rosehill from the NHL, that that's, sounds exactly like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That is great. Yeah. There's a few different leagues as well. So like, there's the the EIHL, quite a few imports, a lot of Europeans, a lot of North Americans, and there's the NIHL, uh, which is the level below. Um, a lot of that is just mostly normal guys with regular jobs play at the weekend. Um, but even going to those games is you can, you know, you stand right at the glass and everything's happening in front of you. It's that's brilliant. I love yeah. the experience that just compared to like, compared to, you know, like a, an NHL game, obviously, or even a college game or like a, like a ECHL game over here. Yeah. Something like that, just to see, you always hear about like I mean you think about obviously the NHL being the the peak of the sport and you're like you know some people would be worried that it's watered down but I think like Tommy said once you're there and you're up in the glass and you see like just how fast that game is <laughs> even yeah. at at yeah, some yeah. of the quote unquote lower levels of pro or semi pro or amateur or whatever it's just it's so infectious to see live yeah mm-hmm. appreciation of how hard it actually is as well yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah have you had a chance to skate it all over there or you just you just watch it uh, so. Uh, me and my girlfriend, uh, we started we started skating uh, before the pandemic, uh, but then since then, like change of jobs and stuff like that, it's just it, it's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to get time, especially we've got a six year old daughter as well. So yeah, uh, she's she she's desperate to skate, but at the same time, she's absolutely terrified to skate. <laughs> so, uh, just trying to find a happy medium to get her yeah. out, even with one of the penguins or something like that. Yeah, uh, but just trying to find the time is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. I'm just I'd love, love to have a go though. So, speaking of finding the time, I I'm curious to see what your experience watching Bruins games is like. Is it a struggle to stay? Like, I, we have kind of the the opposite problem here. Like when I'm watching like Premier League games, I'm getting up at seven in the morning to do it. But you're braving into the late night just to watch on a regular basis for, for <laughs> Bruins. So, what's that like as a fan? Is it is it tough to keep up with? It's a lot easier now. Um, like listening to a lot of like other pod, like yourselves and other podcasts and stuff, talk about how difficult it is for you guys to actually watch the NHL. Like, you know, if it's on ESPN and you don't have ESPN, you can't watch it. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a thing in Europe now called Viaplay, and it's in UK and Europe. I pay like fifteen pound a month. I get every single NHL game. Oh. 
uh, live and on demand. So it's wow. no free ads for via play, but if anyone listens and they're in Europe, it's definitely worth the money. <laughs> wow, wow! It's, no, so, you get free ads when it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, so it's it's crazy. Like you know, when you you hear things like um, like the Avs last year, a lot of the Avalanche fans couldn't watch their own team because yeah. of whatever channel it was on, and I could watch every single game. Yeah, uh, mm. and then obviously you got your illegal websites that you don't have to talk about and stuff like that. But <laughs> but yes. Uh, it, it used to do that a lot, but with a with a little one, definitely worth spending and watching it whenever you can instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that having the on demand is really nice and stuff. And it absolutely, is, it's, it, it's funny. Like I've, I've heard that from other people who are overseas that it's easier to watch, which is it's like nice for you guys, also frustrating for us. <laughs> like I live an hour and a half from Boston, and I can't watch the games. And like you know, it's like it's hard to do, and you have to pay for a million different streaming services and stuff and yep. it's like what's the point like how are you supposed to grow the game like that but at least they're absolutely making it, at least they're making it accessible for you guys over there you know what i mean i think no, that's for sure. crucial to grow over there and stuff but um i know the nhl gets out once in a while and does exhibition games out in europe and stuff have you ever thought about making a trip or is have they come by you at all i'm not really sure i feel like it's usually more in yeah, like they central do, they've done it in right? czech and finland yeah have they even done anything uh, in england have they yeah. The uh, oh, years ago now the Bruins played uh, Belfast Giants in Belfast. Oh, I think that yeah. could have been like oh, it might have been like two thousand, like a long time ago now, like two thousand eleven, maybe two thousand twelve. Then they were they were going to go to Prague, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but then uh, that was the they cancelled that one because of COVID. I think, I think it was that year. But uh, okay. that, uh, there was plans for to try and make it to that one anyway, uh, but. I think the, the the next one's obviously Australia, so nah, not not a chance. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> I'll be making that trip either. Yeah, <laughs> not happening. Not happening. I didn't even realize they were going to Australia. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, the show was released uh, announced a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I might uh, please tell me I'm not making this up, but uh, <laughs> no, I feel like you're probably right. I can look it up. No, we're, we're not a reliable source of information, <laughs> and I think anyone no, fair enough. So this is. <laughs> 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 um, Depends on the guest, anyway. No, you're right. It's, it's happening, or at least there's reports of it. I'm not sure. Okay. Been. I see a bunch well, that's of articles about it. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe into some like Bruins themselves. Um, I feel like every time we've had a guest on for the first time this season, I've just asked, "What are your thoughts in general, and what's it been like as a fan?" Because uh and just as we've talked about cam and i and chris it's just kind of wild to see so wild that for a while there we didn't really have much to talk about because they were doing so good on the podcast so what's that been like from your perspective it it's it's been incredible it it really has it's been a the absolute special season and um, even the the hiccups along the way not not even phased as a as a bruins fan you know, Boston sports fans. You know, we're used to thinking the worst all the time, but uh, it's no, it's just been really, it's just been brilliant to watch. And no matter how far, per- personally, anyway, no matter how far they take it into the postseason, I'm not going to be mad because it's been such a fun season. Having Kretschy back has been, yeah, and yeah, Bergy for one more year, and uh, yeah, that's. Trent, Fred- Trent Frederick playing out of his mind, uh, mm-hmm. Felino turning it around, uh, like everything. Like, out, like in the off season, I wanted um, 
I wanted for, I wanted Foligno gone. I wanted Frederick gone, and I wanted um, Derek Forbort gone. And now they're Forbort a little bit, but you know they they <laughs> been three of the standout players this year, really. You know, mm-hmm. and it's been incredible to watch. And Frederick still scoring. Like what was it? Like fifty seconds into. Um, yeah, last night's game, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been so good. He's fifteen now, fifteen goals. Yeah, so it's it's, it's boss as well because everything, every time, every point he gets is a new career high for him, and uh, yeah. it's just been yeah. I think I tweeted out when he scored uh, from the Bruce and Bruins account. That's twenty ninth overall pick. <laughs> we don't know we don't usually see that that kind of talent yeah oh, yeah. yeah oh and uh, how uh, jake debrusque obviously as well mm-hmm. that's been that, that's been amazing to see as well because he, he deserves it he's you know he's always been there he's always played well no matter yeah. what it's been going on and everything like that he's you know it's just been really fun to see I feel like uh, I was a little upset to see a couple, some fans turn on him toward the end of last season. I feel like he's been a player who has always, I feel like he works pretty hard and I, you know, I, I'm not sure he really fit into their system ahead of this season. And obviously with, with what Montgomery's brought and, and kind of yeah. the new approach they've had, especially in the Ozone, I think it's, it's really meshed well with what he's brought, but I feel like he's always been somebody who's worked pretty hard and, and has tried to yeah. contribute. So I, I feel like, you know, it wasn't quite working out for him. The whole trade request thing last year, a lot of fans kind of turned, not a lot, but some of the fans kind of turned on him. I'm, I'm happy to see that it feels like he's yeah. kind of regaining respect a lot of them. Yeah, but like, the way I saw it was when the trade request went in, I just thought that rather than the, the arguments with Cassidy or what, whatever the, was happening, I just thought it was he was left wing. The guy above him is Taylor Hall. And the guy above that is Brad Marchand. There's nowhere for him to go, really. Yeah. So it would have made sense, you know, if not just a sports person in any job, you know, if there's no progression, you'd, you'd want to move, wouldn't you? Yeah. So that, that's where I saw it anyway, whether or not. Yeah, you know. exactly. I don't think it was anything specific about the organization yeah. or Boston. I think it was just structurally, like, like you're saying, there's not much room to grow and, that's something you kind of need, especially as a player who is in those kind of still like early prime years and is trying to prove that he can be, you know, not necessarily a superstar, but a, a top six talent or a mainstay yeah. somewhere. It's hard to be playing yeah. in a third line role and at, at whatever he is, 25 years old, now 24 years old, and try to do that. How old is he now? What if he was I think he's 20. I'm 20. I think I'm 26, and I think he's my age. I think he's 20. I, I, 26. Think yeah, I, yeah, I, I forget yeah. now, like how old. I used October to be 17th, yeah. 96. He's born in 96. Oh, I started forgetting how old I am too all the time. Now I got to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta like count back now. Really <laughs> Do the math. Um, I was I was born the year Tommy went to his first hockey game. There you go. Um, a football but, game, yeah. yeah football, oh, it was a football yeah. game, right? Hockey was a couple of years later. Um. I uh, I think with DeBrusque, I mean, I've said it before, ever since I shook his hand, that's when he kind of turned Yeah, that was the bomb. That's true. It's true. But yeah. I true. think I, what's been interesting with him is, you know, you transition to that that right wing, and then he's had time with uh, Bergie and Marshy before, but he always had something like an injury get in the way, or Cassidy really liked mixing up the lineups. Um, and I think probably a couple of players got frustrated with not having consistent line mates because he juggled it so much. I think DeBrusque was one of those who's like, okay, sometimes I'm getting first line minutes, sometimes I'm back here on the third line. Like I'm not getting enough time to click and and really get something going. Now he's playing with Bergie and Marshy all year, 
and he's showing he can be a first line winger with with guys like that to help elevate him. I think anyone who plays with Bergy and Marshy is going to benefit. Yeah. I think his two way game has improved a lot. The same thing happened when Pasternak was playing with them for a season. Pasternak's two way game, I think, is like he's obviously not going to be winning the Selkie anytime soon, but it really. It, Play, players just become 200 foot players when they when they play with Bergie and Marshy, and I think that's really helped his game too. What have you guys, uh, or I guess Tommy specifically, because Drew and I have talked about it a little bit. But what's your take on? First of all, do you think they are hitting a skid right now? I know it's we're like people are making a big deal about whatever three losses in four games. Do you think that's something you, Bruins fans should be concerned about, or do you think just based on how well they've done this season, it's you know kind of a wash that you know, they can they can lose a few and it's not too big of a deal. It, I, it's, it's not a concern yet, I don't think. Um, the defensive shuffle that they keep doing, I feel since they started doing that, especially players like uh, Connor Clifton, I think he was playing so well all season. And then as soon as he's in the lineup, he's out the lineup, and then he's back in, he started struggling a little bit. And then we need they need to figure out what to do with Grizz as well. Because uh, Grizzly, Grizzly, I love Grizzly. I've been a Grizzly defender for a little while now. <laughs> and uh, there's just, there's just like, take nothing away from Olaf or anything like that. He's brilliant. He's added loads since he's come, on, come over. But uh, they just need to figure out what they're doing with the defence. And once they figure that out, I think everything else will be fine. Everything else will take care of itself. It's just you've got seven guys for six spots. And all seven guys deserve to be in the lineup every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, just need to figure figure that out, and then everything else will be absolutely fine. Yeah, and that's a really fucking good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, very, absolutely. absolutely. It's, more, it's, it's a very privileged like, problem. It's been yeah. like we have yeah. like a top four, but no one else, so it's a carousel down there on the last yeah. pair. So it's nice finally to be like, okay, if one guy goes down, we're covered. If two guys go down, and Cam and I talked about this in the, uh, the last episode, the, the injury bug catches you then, and there's something to worry about. But that's like yeah. they got the depth there. So what do you guys think is? Uh, uh, assuming health the rest of the season, who do you think is going to be the odd man out come playoff time, or at least to start? I mean, I'm sure if, you know, they lose a game, especially maybe they'll switch things around, but who do you think is, is the odd man out right now? Cliffy. Uh, four, four. It's tough. I, I, I think, feel like I think is, Montgomery loves four, but yeah, true. I think they're going to want, pucks, I think they're going to want forward. I think he plays a very playoff friendly style. Like think about that. He was kind of, I wasn't a huge fan of how he played throughout the course of last season, but he was great in the playoffs last year. He was eating pucks. And especially for a guy who is like a penalty kill specialist, I think they're going to want to yeah. keep him on for the playoffs. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. true. When, uh, when, he went, when he went down early this, se- this season, we were begging for him to come back. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. hard. It's like, are you really, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to, Connor Clifton has earned the right to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. It's going to be hard to sit him down as a coach, but I, I don't know who else do you you're not going to obviously like with McAvoy, Orlov, Lindholm are absolutely safe. I think no question yeah. asked. Would Beyond it? that, like you're probably not going to drop down Carlo. I don't think. I don't see Montgomery doing that. So it's probably going to fall to somebody like Clifton or, or Forbert and or Grizzly. I don't think they'd sit Grizzly either. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't I, know. 
I think he, I could see Grizzlick being sat, but I think it would be after like, okay, there's a rough couple games in the series. We lost back-to-back games and we need to make a change. I think Grizzlick would be that guy, but I think Cliffy probably off the start, which like you said, Tommy sucks and then Cam, <laughs> like he deserves to <laughs> be there. Uh, my question yes. to you guys kind of on that front is if there were significant number of forward injuries do you think monty would consider i'm going all 70. Oh, i thought you were gonna say cliffy at wing <laughs> <laughs> oh that too yo yo, yo, yo i yeah. think he might be more that likely to awesome. lean cliffy at the wing oh, I had a winger, cliffy. yeah um he, he maybe... probably wouldn't do terrible yeah i no. feel like they might be <laughs> more likely like... has he done it before didn't they do it for he, like he... something i'm trying to remember they did in a certain situation team. Yeah. I feel like there was an injury or something, and they brought him up to play wing for like. I, I think maybe it was like preseason or something. I think it was yeah. preseason. That, they did that would that. be interesting. And people like were like, be... "Oh, let's do that." I feel like he would play like a Jake DeBrusque style, like puck chase, hit a lot of bodies in the corners, try to you know just like I a pressing like... forward kind of role. I feel like him and Jake are like best friends. Like they have kind of that similar attitude. I, I, I think Cliffy's got a lot of lock, like personality in that room. I, if you watch a lot of the videos that the Bruins put out of like asking about, like it's always like Sophia like asking them stuff. I feel like a lot of people answer with Cliffy's name for like just random things. Right? So I feel like he's got a bigger personality in that locker room. But seems like a cool guy from what I've yeah. seen. I don't know. Except he's a Quinnipiac guy, so, you know. Yeah, which is great. I can ask him. We're, we'll have him on the pod someday, and I'll ask him uh, if, if he remembers seeing me ever on campus, which is yeah, all sure. you know. But, I'm sure. Hello, are you that, that like, <laughs> high kid that came up to me one time? So, um, I, I actually, uh, Cliffy, so I was connected because I went to Quinnipiac, and I was, like, writing there and everything. I got connected with, like, uh cliffy's brother and father on twitter and they're both named tim so one of them reached out and was asking like how can i watch i'm you know they live in uh new jersey and they're trying to watch nesson um and i'm like oh so if you go to one of those illegal sites that tommy mentioned earlier <laughs> and like you do do that like it'll be fine he's like thank you very much i was like of course i uh, you know i like helping you like you watch your brother play and it was his father <laughs> and then I never heard from him again i think he unfollowed me at some point so i guess that was a big enough mistake to cut that tie <laughs> i think uh he's got a couple brothers right because didn't they at least two of them played at quinnipiac i'm not sure if it was yeah all three. i think it was all, all three, three wasn't it all yeah. three did yeah one's remember... playing there now the the youngest oh, brother is, is probably like a senior there now or maybe a junior but yeah they had his older brother Tim in college, yeah. played. He was his older brother Tim was like a year ahead of him or something. Mm. They were good. Mm. Saw them in Troy a couple times. Good, solid NHL family. Yeah. I don't think Tim made it. I don't know if it's no, no, yeah, either, either, but we'll see. It's just Connor. Had a boy. Unless <laughs> every Clifton gets better after the next. What if what if we get the the third Clifton? And uh, and the Charlie first Mack round pick, caliber. maybe <laughs> yeah. what, what first round pick? I don't think we yeah. have any until like 2032. It's gonna be a while, yeah. <laughs> well, a quick pause for a reminder that the Risen Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps right now. 
New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in free bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Tommy, who is the team that scares you most uh, looking at you know playoff time? Oof. Uh, I don't know, you know. Um, there's no one that properly scares me. Uh, I love that answer. <laughs> what a year that you can say that like, and not sound like a jerk. Like it's there's no one that's really scary. You yeah, know, no, it makes sense. The Bruins are we, dominating. <laughs> we've we've beaten all 31 teams this year, so there's there isn't really anyone that. Um, the the only thing that worries me is that if we get Toronto, if fingers crossed, touch woods, all that stuff, uh, if Toronto beat us, I think that would propel them to actually win the cup. That's the only I thing agree. that concerns oh, me. Yeah, is, yeah. is anytime you meet a UK uh, a UK hockey fan, it's oh you like the NHL? Yeah, who do you support? Toronto Maple Leafs. You meet another one, who do you support? Toronto. There's just too many of them, and I'd, it'd be hell. So. Uh, that's the only thing that concerns me, but we can play anyone and I would bet on the Bruins pretty much every time. I thought, I thought you were like, we got to get rid of them. I thought you were like, going to get like, suggest like, we just got to like, get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Just done. Just done. We got to off them. There's too many. No, yeah, I, I do uh, feel like the Bruins have been the only thing keeping them from a Stanley Cup for like a decade. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Deservedly so. Uh, and it's one of those things where it feels like they've built their team just specifically to beat the Bruins, and it just hasn't yeah. worked. Like it's gonna happen eventually, and it's gonna be a really no, sad day. And I hope. I think I will say I think I'm all in on Tommy's. Like regardless of what happens in the postseason, I think I'm gonna look back on this season very fondly. With the exception of if we lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs, I will never <laughs> yeah. speak of this season again. <laughs> never, the yeah, records will not done. be able to cross out, X out, sharp marker boom. <laughs> we'll never speak of it again. But that's uh, the one exception. We can lose to anyone else. I'll be like, you know what? It was about the ride. It was a good, we had we a good run. Toronto, yeah. It was about the result. I'm fucking pissed. We've, we've <laughs> never beaten Toronto and then won a cup is the other thing, too. So maybe that could propel Boston to one if we this this time around to prove that wrong, or maybe we can avoid Toronto and just yeah, like, that would have be to that'd be great. Yeah. Just let let Tampa Bay and Toronto just Beat kick shit out, out of each other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then really is the hope. Yeah, it'll and be get like tossed out by the Islanders or something. <laughs> 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 I'd rather that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I don't think anyone's. Truly terrifying this year, apart from uh, the Bruins when we're when we're rolling. Nah, that's that's about it, isn't it? No. Yeah, I'm a little scared of Carolina, but I don't think I'm as scared as I would be if I were a Carolina fan of the Bruins because yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it. it'd be, it's pretty hard to look at this Bruins team and, and see many weaknesses and what it's just been dominating the entire season. Yeah. I know, whatever. It's been a little rough lately, but I mean, even what they had a shutout win last night to get back into it. Like, yeah. this is a team that knows. I, I feel like I, I was talking to my dad about this recently, but like, I feel like I just trust that leadership course so much. Bergeron, especially with Crazy back now, and like, 
I, I'm not worried about like the typical like, oh, are they going to become complacent ahead of the playoffs? Or like, there's no way Patrice Bergeron and, no. and the guys no in that room who are oh, they know like you know they know they're playing for him. Like it's there's no question. Everybody in that room is playing. Like obviously they want to win a Stanley Cup personally, but like they're playing for Bergeron. There's no way anybody in that room is going to become complacent ahead of the playoffs. Like I'm not worried about that at all. So. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm ready for it to start. Like let's get in there, let's do it. I'm ready to, you know, what I mean, there's gonna be adversity when you get in there, but I'm not worried about the typical like trap of like, oh, like Tampa Bay a couple of years ago when they were dominant the entire season, then they get swept by Columbus. Like I just don't see that happening with the Bruins. You know, like no. if they lose, it's gonna be because I don't know, injuries. Like maybe somebody will match us up well for seven games. It's hockey. It's bounces. It's weird, but like. Yeah. I'm not worried about them letting their foot off the gas. They have so many players still from the 2019 uh, 2019 yeah. team that like knows how it feels to come so close. <laughs> Be 60 minutes away. Yeah. So, like, and yeah. I think that's a that's honestly a helpful trait. I feel like yeah, that's absolutely. as long as they don't let it like become like doubt. <laughs> as long as but use that as motivation like i know that feeling i never want to fucking feel that again we need yeah. to finish the job yeah. i'll say i getting ahead of it i think um marshy's gonna be their playoff mvp i think he's gonna have a fucking Tom Smythe. i yeah. think just between that combination of like he won it right away out of the career he got to taste it and now it's been a decade plus. He knows the guy, his his mentor, Bergeron, is, is on his way out. He's going to want to win one for him. And having just lost that in 2019. Knowing how it feels to get that close and lose again. I think we're going to get some like prime 2011 Martian stealing the puck and scoring. Runs. We're going to get some highlight real goals from him. I'm excited to watch him play this postseason. He, he seems like the guy that he'd rather win it for Bergeron than win it for himself as well. Yeah, He's, he's just... Yeah, a bad rep across the league because of oh, obviously he's had a history of suspensions and stuff, but like he really seems like an amazing teammate to have. Like it yeah. seems like everybody in that room would go to the wall for that guy, which is yeah. hard to do as like a a guy who's known as being kind of a shit bag to everybody else. Like, <laughs> the, the, guy. the episode of Behind the B that came up today. Uh, I think yeah. the, the bit in the training room, and he's like, "Yeah, there's no one I hate in the league anymore because the two guys I hated most they've just joined our team." <laughs> I love that. He's, he's, gotta, not, he's not wrong. <laughs> I want to see like prime shithousery once between like him from him and Bertuzzi and like in Hathaway. Oh, Hathaway like, is like, come playoff time. There's gonna be some shit going down. <laughs> the games are gonna be like six hours. There's gonna be just full on line brawls after every whistle. I, yeah, I, like, I need one. I need one. <laughs> I need a line, bro. I need one with the three little on the ice <laughs> for some reason. I need like that when Marshy got piled on by the Vancouver Canucks in that yeah. match, like after the cup final, and then you see all the Bruins come in and hop on yeah. the pile. Marshy's just getting fucking <laughs> he has like seven, eight hundred pounds on him. <laughs> I think there might be like a rule in the NHL rule book that like Montgomery can't put Marsha and Hathaway and Bertuzzi on the ice at the same time. <laughs> It's just, one like, line. It's, it's just like five out of the ass. It's just like it's the Bash Brothers like 3.0. It's going to be a problem immediately. But I want to see it happen nonetheless. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, um, Tommy, before we wrap it up, anything else you want to get out there about, you know, feelings about this season or going to the playoffs? Like any what's, – what's on your mind right now as a fan? Um. Uh, not right lot to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just you keep winning. You know, when we lose, you know, it's 
it's just a blip, isn't it? Uh, we move past it. You know, this is the reason we've only what was it three in a row once. That's about yeah. it that we've lost. So they, they come back. Mm. You know, you you lose one of the the weirdest games I've ever watched against Chicago, and then they and then they go to Winnipeg of all places and get a shutty. So this, yeah. It's all good. It's like we're in that cruise mode, right? Until playoffs, it's just like stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, most of your games. <laughs> yeah, please, please let Marshand have a few days off. I just feel like there's something there. Just let him have a. Mm. a I mean, I'm sure it'll be tough to tell him that he's going to have to sit for a few days or whatever. But you know, let let him have a few days off at least, and then just keep everyone healthy. For the love of. God keep everyone healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that's good. I just want the season yeah. over just so we can get the <laughs> yeah. you know? Bergie and oh, yeah. too, you gotta rest. You gotta rest. Yeah, for sure. Especially for sure. Krejci, but Bergie too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, Tommy, thanks so much for staying up with us, man. I really appreciate no, it. It's been great. No, we'll have to that, definitely do it again with Chris on here. We'll have to figure out time zones there. That'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be I'll be about to go to bed. They'd be just getting up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You'd be, in the, you'd be in the sweet spot, so that's all right. So <laughs> perfect for Drew and I. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we're the ones staying up late for Chris. Yeah, I know. We'll get him back once, but you no, know, Tommy. Really, we appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Uh, again, thank you, thank you very much for having me. No, it's, it's boss. Keep up the good work of the pod. It's, it's always good. Our pleasure, buddy. <laughs> no, no duds, no duds yet. Even with cams and lambs, it's all good. Cams well, I might argue on that one, but I probably can't. can't <laughs> you haven't listened to cams and lambs yet. <laughs> Go for it. It's like, I endorse it. Yeah, yeah. we need we need more Drews and Druids as well. So that's all. <laughs> we need part three. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.